hello guys welcome to another episode of shaking tables and remember shaking tables is brought to you by kuziba tv um this episode this is the jesus episode yes we're talking about god love salvation and everything and here with me on this episode is the apostle <laughs> the apostle after god's heart after jesus he's the one <laughs> <laughs> I say hi to the people. <laughs> I beg, I'm not opposed to, and I'm not after Jesus. <laughs> but I'm a follower of Jesus. Hallelujah. Caleb breaks here. Yes. Greetings, he, everyone. He, he's a very humble man. He doesn't very like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so straight up. Um, first of all, um, how would you say your fit in ministry has been? As uh we know you are a son of a pastor so i was talking to someone the other time i said they are your family so i'm bringing your family it's as if when god was calling your father your father said god wait 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 it's a conference call though. let me call my whole family and come the call call and i gather everybody and everybody sat down and said god i call all of us <laughs> so how does it feel being a pastor son uh, it's it's good it's great i'm grateful to god i'm one uh, probably I would not be where I am or doing what I do if I wasn't one. So it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, every person's child has his own unique challenges along. Uh, being a pastor's child is one, and uh, it's also has been a smooth ride. So you, you, okay. Well, I'm asking it first of all because most of the things we'll be discussing it i i think i want our listeners to know i want them to see things up because uh this one my pastor son he no understand what i've done so far so stuff like that so i just we know if you've suffered the way people that we that are not pastor children have suffered <laughs> <laughs> their life has no respect for who your father is <laughs> what, <See>? what? <laughs> Yes, I'm not saying, okay, this one is a pastor's child, this or this one is not a pastor's child. So everyone has the same challenges that someone whose parents um, aren't pastors would face. The same challenge a pastor's child would face. But the only advantage. difference is uh, the expectations from people are usually more from a pastor's child, seeing that, okay, your father is a pastor, so there is how you're supposed to behave and all of that. And before I used to see it as a, as undue pressure on uh, on the child. Yeah. Is it because my father is a pastor that we should do this? And yes, um, we have the opportunity to talk to people as well. We tell them, cut them some slack. They are human beings also. Yes. But the flip side of it is that I got thinking, I discovered the pressure is necessary, but it shouldn't just be because they're a pastor's child. My dear, they are children of God. <laughs> keep God, as in, keep God, keep pastor. Pastor, I'm not baff. <laughs> Understand? So I think the pressure, I put, personally, I put myself under the pressure, not because I'm a pastor's child, but I'm God's child. So I do right, not because my parents are ministers, mm. but because my parents is God. Okay, at that point, that point, that point, that point, that point can you repeat yourself? <laughs> I put myself under pressure not because my parents are pastors, but okay. because my father is God. 
like God is my father. Mm-hmm. So the expectations of God from me, the idea is bigger than what any person would expect because my parents are pastors, pastor God, sea level. Mm-hmm. Like you get so being the pressure overcoming the pressure of being a pastor's child, I think is basically you 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 overcome that pressure by being a child of God. Mm. So mm. I'm not I'm not struggling to pretend to be a nice person so that they will say okay pastor's child is behaving well. <laughs> I strive to be a nice person because I'm God's child. So I think when we have this understanding, um, we will care less about what people say and become more aware and conscious of what God has to say. So that's why I say the challenge of pastor child we face what everybody else faces yeah. we had those phases of boyfriends girlfriends masturbations cliques peer pressure school runs and all those things it's basic the only difference is that the expectations were more how did i overcome it by getting close to god so the religious stigma in quotes of pastor's child it was overcome by the stigma in quote of god's child idea I'll, I'll rather be a child of God than a pastor's child. Okay, <laughs> okay, we 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 just started, and it's always deep. I'm <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> so so, uh, so, tell us, tell us about Jesus. We've heard so many things about Jesus, and we've heard a lot of things about Jesus as children. We've heard things about Jesus as teenagers, as youth and as adults. We had different things from different people about Jesus. Some present Jesus as someone who is loving and caring. Some present Jesus as someone who is judgmental. Some present the different pictures we've seen, heard about Jesus in our head. It's who want to know the Jesus. Is he a white man? Is he a black man? Who is? Is he a typical African parent that will give you those ghosts? Tell us about Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus is love. God is love. That's John 4, 7 and 8. Love isn't just depicted by niceness or kindness. There are the strict sides, there are the calm sides. So, whether the basketball's giving person, (laughs) yes. Whether he's the oh oh, person, (laughs) that one is there, there's that. But truth is that every expression of God is love rooted so if if people see god as one old man holding king ready to send you to hell for messing up if that picture does not express love then that picture is wrong love doesn't mean you won't be chastened or corrected or disciplined um that's to create a balance to it so that we don't just think jesus is one nice guy that is uh, there are times where you would go through some stuff. He's still with you. Yes. Mm. But Jesus is not the religious, judgmental somebody. No. Jesus will tell everybody when they, they will bring the woman to him for, for, for adultery. Yeah. And only a woman is brought as if you can commit adultery with yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the man in question is not there. And Jesus says, any of you that is without sin, yeah. cast the first stone. And he was the only person without him, meaning he's the only qualified person to stone her. Every other person leaves. 
but he chooses the other option. But when you say Jesus was it was without sin, so we can say we're coming back to this part. Mm. I'm trying to remember the time when he was in the temple and that Oppa woman was shouting, "Buy Oppa, buy Oppa, buy Oppa!" <laughs> and Jesus carried Koboko and they were like, "What that pursuing people, fear, mm. fear." So at that point, we're chasing people, destroying businesses. That was not sin. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. So are you, are you saying it's not sin because it's Jesus? No, it's not. Now, this will now take us to a different topic <laughs> of defining what sin okay. is. You understand? Now, truth be told, should we enter that matter? I should answer. No, let's let it. Okay, touch. Let's touch. Let's tap. Let's tap it. Okay. Um, if we read scripture, the Bible says by the time the disciples saw him, that was flogging the people in the temple for yeah. turning the house of prayer into a den of thieves. And the disciples seeing that quoted the psalm of David and they said, the zeal of the house of the Lord hath consumed him. So love for God had pushed him into those extreme, in quote, mm-hmm. extreme measures. But you can see that it was love bound. It was not out of hate for the people. It was out of love for the father's house that he took those measures. Truth is something wrong was going on in the temple. You get, and he had to address it, and that was the medium he chose. Jesus was, that's why when I say um, every expression of God is love based, is love rooted. It may not look it, it may not look nice, but love is the undertone. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. is the undertone. So um, somebody who will lose a child, and Jesus will say, "Let the dead bury, let the dead bury the dead." Imagine losing a parent and you go to your pastor sorry i was not in church because my my <laughs> parent died and your pastor let the dead bury me how would this is our generation would say that church does not have love does not have love does not have love you understand but so, I, 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 compassion at least compassion is expected now. yes definitely definitely there is no miracle of jesus that took place without compassion and he had compassion on the mercy is, 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 the, is an expression of compassion. That's why I say everything Jesus did and everything Jesus does, Jesus will send people to hell. Love personified. He will stand on that day, on the day of judgment, and will depart from me. He, the same people he died for, <laughs> but still he is love. You understand? So, every, every, it's not that he doesn't love those people that are dying and going away. If he didn't love them, you wouldn't have paid the price for them. That's why nobody goes to hell for what you did. You go to hell for not accepting what he did on the cross. That's why I said we have to look at the definition of sin. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a different talk that we need to enter separately. But truth is that who is Jesus? He is love. He is love personified. The expression, the expression may not be what you desire or what you would expect, but truth is that in the long run, when you see the undertone, you see that love is at the base of every activity of Jesus. So you you made you said something. You say yeah. people go to sin. Sorry, you can correct me if I don't get it wrong. Mm. People will go to hell not because they didn't. Um, because of the fact that they didn't acknowledge the fact that he died for them on the cross. Going to hell is as a result of rejecting the sacrifice of Jesus. That is basic. What does it take to be saved? You believe in your heart and confess in your mouth, with your mouth, 
the notion he created is that to be saved, you confess sin. Confess your sin. Confess your sin. When you read Romans 10, 10, it says you believe um, or with the mouth or the heart man believeth and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. So the confession is the Lordship of Jesus, believing that he died, was buried and he rose. Believing that in your heart and in your spirit, that is when we are saved. The Lordship of Jesus is, to be saved is not just meeting Jesus the Savior. The Lordship, Lord means owner, master, ruler. So you submitting and surrendering yourself to his government is proof you are saved. So getting born again, we confess after believing. Believing comes before speaking. We believe and then we confess, agreeing that we are subjecting ourselves to his lordship. So it is not a sin question now. It is not a sin question now. Believing and coming, confessing and coming under his government, under his lordship, that confers salvation upon you. Romans 10, 9 to 10. The, the people who would go to hell is those who have heard and rejected it. You had an opportunity to accept. You have ignored and set aside the sacrifice he paid. Because you won't go to heaven by your actions. You go to heaven by his actions. What he did on the cross. So this balance. So I, let, 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 let's get this right. Because mm. at this point. <laughs> mm. Okay, let's get this right. What if, you know, it happens when, when let's just for instance, a thief mm. goes to church, comes to your church and preaches listen to you preach and cries and goes to the altar and cries and say, Lord, I, I surrender to you and all of that. So there's this thing we get to hear um, in church when the pastor preaches said, give your life to Christ, surrender yourself to your life to Christ and all the evil things will be rolled away. Mm. Poverty will be out of your life and sickness will be out of your life, which is everything. But people surrender give your life to Christ with uh, the benefits. I'll use that word benefits. The benefit that uh, if I give my life to Christ, this and this and this will happen. This will happen and I want it to go. Mm. And at the end of it, you realize that this is not working. So imagine you're going to meet someone like Dangote. Let's just Dangote. Um, Dangote and say, Dangote, give your life to Christ. Mm. If you give your life to Christ, mm-hmm. God will give you wealth. Mm-hmm. This way, mm-hmm. yeah, well. and you expect it. He said, Jesus died for you. You need to, you need to mm-hmm. acknowledge. So mm-hmm. you'll be say, and mm-hmm. he's like, I have wealth already, and I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. How do you, how how do you preach Christ in this point to people? Uh, it's it's by like I said, it's an understanding of what salvation truly is and what Jesus actually saved us from. Now, truth be told. Let me start from the other back end. Truth be told, yes, when you get saved, you are freed from poverty, you're freed from sickness, you're freed from lack and every evil. Why? Because every evil came as a result of sin. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. So through lust, through sin, evil gained access to the world. Hence, through salvation, sin and everything that sin brought gains exit. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so if sin brought sickness, 
when you get saved and sin is taken out of the picture, sin doesn't leave behind sickness. Sickness goes with it. Lack goes with it. Failure goes with it and all of that. However, because the man who is now saved now has making me go back to me <laughs> salvation is inward when you say you're born again the, you, 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 your complexion does not change your height does not change yes. the change is inward mm -hmm. okay so your spirit is the one that is saved this is your body outwardly that encounters and experiences the sickness and the poverty and the everything doesn't get saved it hasn't gotten the memo the change is inward it is Christ that walketh in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hence, we walk out. So, walking out what Christ has walked in is the daily Christian life. An expression of what he has done in us. So, by getting Christ, the new man you become is the man that has authority to deal with sickness that sin brought. So, that is why even the sin issue, self, the sin that is dealt with, is the noun the person the personality the character of sin yeah. but the act the actions the verb sin is what daily we overcome with the knowledge of the noun the personality we have become so that's why as soon as you get born again it's not that you never be tempted again to fall into sin it's not like the urges that you had yesterday and you just got born again it's not like to not return it will return but you're a new man that now has ability inward by the spirit to conquer what is coming so yes um if you were suffering in poverty jesus he became poor so that we become rich it's not a lie it's not a lie so if you're struggling with poverty jesus can do that if you're struggling with sickness jesus can do that but that is not the main thing the main thing is sin sin now to create the balance that good thing you have all the monies on earth but if he doesn't have jesus he's not wealthy because there is a vacuum in every man's life that only jesus can fill and we must create this balance because i feel as a church we have placed many majors on minors and so salvation looks like we now we feel that somebody does not need christ because the person has things in place in quote no mm. if you don't have christ you are incomplete no matter what you possess on earth you may be rich, but you are not blessed. Mm, 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 there mm. is a difference between being rich and being, being blessed. blessed. Jesus is the blessing. Mm. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Mm. The blessing is not the riches. It has the ability to make a man rich. And add no sorrow. Sir, let's, let's get... Let's, I want us to face reality. Mm -hmm. Real life. Mm -hmm. The part where, like you said, riches, blessings, and all of it... Mm but we get to have lot and tons of poor let me explain this to you i get where you're going now what christ comes to give is contentment what the average man lives on is that if you're hungry you eat food why do we eat food to be satisfied to be full am i correct mm -hmm. now jesus brings a different route a different pathway to being full without food so jesus can afford to 
ensure that your accommodation issues are sorted out without you paying rent, while the natural laws of life insist that you pay rent to have accommodation. So what the gospel does is it gives you satisfaction, it gives you peace. It kills greed. It can make you content. That's the essence of godliness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. It it gives joy to a man who doesn't have that much. It makes you comfortable and content. It gives you peace and stillness. It doesn't mean it would give you that money you're looking for. Mm -hmm. It gives you the peace and contentment till it comes. This is something that no person can have outside Christ. Mm. Peace, joy, these are fruit of the Spirit. Meaning, if you have the Spirit, you have these things. And what I'm saying is practical. It is real. Anybody without Christ feels the person is complete. Until the person tastes Christ, then the person will understand how incomplete the person is. So, Christ can quench your thirst without giving you water. Christ can quench your hunger without giving you food. What the average man wants is, I need a God that can give me food when I am hungry. But the God we have is the one that doesn't need food to quench your hunger. And that's what the gospel is. We are not preaching God will give you money. We are preaching God will bless you. The blessing would ensure that whether there is abundance or there is lack, there is joy until it comes and even if it doesn't come as and when you want it to there is the peace there is a calmness there is a joy within but pastor let, let's we're gonna make reference now yes. to the bible too <clears throat> now it's like if i want to go for evangelism mm. and i'm looking all <laughs> yeah tattered like financial I'm not getting money to mm. host and then I'm going to some, let's say, rich man compound to go preach Christ. It just sound stupid. Mm. One, let's take reference to Lazarus in the Bible. Mm. <clears throat> we as human, in as much as we believe in the death, resurrection, and coming of Christ, we also want to see these physical blessings in our life. Mm. Lazarus will say, didn't see this physical blessing until he was in heaven. <clears throat> what are we to show of the, um, the goodness of God in our life here on earth <laughs> as believers? Now, you don't need Christ to have money. Ah, sir. <laughs> you explain. You explain that no, part. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> you don't need to be born again to have money, but you need to be born again to be blessed. The blessing is not money. The blessing is not physical. The blessing is the personality and the presence of Jesus. Now, everybody wants money. Yes. Basically. You don't need to be in church to get money. But people, people get money in church. Yes, you can. You can. And you can as well have it outside. The richest man in Africa on paper is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Is not a Christian. So would you say, if you're saying that you need to have Jesus to have money, that is a, a clear statement telling you that this is there's something wrong here. So this is where I feel many preachers um, tend to, with all due respect, tend to miss it. 
and we place materialism very high and 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 satisfy the greed of many you don't need to be rich to evangelize mm. because the gospel is not about riches it's not it's something spiritual it's it is something spiritual that can produce physical values um god has a pathway life has a pathway and a system with which it runs so if as if, if you're coming to god's kingdom there is a key there is a sorry there is a system through which wealth is created and you must follow that path if you are not a believer there is a system for you now these two systems have many things in common but the thing about the believer is that christ is at the center of ours mm. this, this will lead me to another question yeah. we'll say shaking tables ladies and gentlemen yeah and, yeah do, do you you meet mention earlier that god loves everybody mm. So when you say love everybody, are you saying equal or the people that he loves most, he cherishes most? Just let's use for instance, like a father. In as much as it advised that as parents, you, you you should learn to love your children equally and not to have a favorite over them to avoid kasala. Hmm. Really say in this case, there are people God loves so dearly than some other people, or he loves everyone equally. Uh, well, uh, if you are talking about how God loves people, God loves everybody. Basic, basic, and um, the degree or extent to which we would quantify God's love for a person, the way God loves everybody, God is love. God doesn't increase or grow in love. Neither does His love reduce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So His love is shared abroad to everybody. So. When you look at a person and you say, okay, this person, God loves this person more. No. There are some people that God is, uh, we'll call them God's favorites. Mm-hmm. It is not a love thing. It is simply because of how available they have made themselves to him. Not like everybody, you have relationships, you have friends, you love everybody. But there are some people that the way you relate with them is on a deeper level than others. It's not a love thing, you know. It's a relationship thing. And those things are built on many things. Communication, trust, um, relationship over time, obedience, willingness, adherence to your instructions and all of that. So all these things, yes. When we say God loves this one more than the way he loves this one, then we will not be very correct. Because God's love does not increase or reduce. Mm. God's love is at its peak. Mm. As in, just like saying God will be wiser tomorrow. God doesn't grow wiser with time. God doesn't love people. If if that is the case, that means there's something you can do that can make God love you more. Meanwhile, God's love does not increase. So that means God loves both the sinner and the saint. It is sin he hates. But the sinner, Jesus Christ, his love for them is mad. Okay, now let's look at it this way. So you say, due to the fact that um, his love is being measured. Or will I correct myself? His relationship being measured by like, based on the person. Based on the person. Of, that is why he answers some some people's prayer and rejects some people's prayer. Mm. <laughs> because you can imagine coming to church and pastor gives a prayer point and say, "Oh Lord, mm. <laughs> release my miracle blessing." And 
over let's just let's use a small church let's say over 50 persons or out of 50 persons we have like 20 to 15 percent with who like that prayer point was for them and they are all praying with their hearts all in and tomorrow only two person come to give testimony and say god did it for me well first we must note that there are limits to god's love there are many things the love of god will not do yes it doesn't mean that god doesn't love you no. the same way god's love will not stop people from going to hell is the same way God's love will not do many things for people. There are limits to God's love. God's God life was not meant to run by miracles but by principles. Mm-hmm. So God loves you, but He's bound by His word. So when you break principles that He has put in place to run this world, despite His love, life will take its due cause on you. So, the 20 people that prayed and two people had testimonies, it's not that God decided not to answer the rest. If we look around, there are some principles that some of these other 48 people ignored. There are some things that these two people did that others didn't do. You understand what I'm saying? Now, in as much as there are many scenarios and many cases wherein we cannot explain why this is happening, God possesses the answers to those ones because some don't just make sense. This person has virtually, in your understanding, yeah. has done everything the person ought to do and still nothing is happening. And this one, you're wondering why it is working for this person. There are many things we may not know because there's something, there's a factor of God called the sovereignty of God. And the sovereignty of God, these are matters that no matter the things you even know from scripture, it will not give you the answer to why this one happened. I remember having a lecturer who died good man and in his uh, service of songs we had back then when i was in school there's one that we know that uh, that one very terrible is it from sorting to sleeping around <laughs> and all of that and he was crying at the burial and the colleague of mine just tapped me i was like is it that god did not know who to keep <laughs> is it that god did not know who to keep see this good man the man who uh, mentioned the name of his church, but was very good. But anytime you come to his office, even if he's quarreling with you about something, when he finishes, he will bring out tract to give to you. You are certain that what you write in his exam, that is the result you have. Yeah. He didn't used to sleep around. He used to collect money from very serious elderly man. So when the man died, I was like, ah, why, why? And this other one, that is uh, the <laughs> router anywhere. Bah, 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 bah. So the guy was like, is it that God did not know who to kill? You get so there are matters that we don't we, I, I won't claim to have all the answers. However, it's not the love of God. The, beyond the love of God, there's something called the mercy of God. Scripture mm-hmm. didn't say by the love of God we are not consumed. It said because of his mercies, we are not consumed. So why is this person getting money and this person is not? This person is even more prayerful. There's the factor of the mercy of God that comes into place. It can decide to overlook some things. Mm. There's the place of principles. Okay, this person is, is is obeying these principles and has gotten this. This person is not. This person is not working hard, but is praying. And that's what many religious people do. There, there are times that a father will pray, mother will pray, God will answer, but child will come and pray, mm. and God answers. It happens. Maybe probably it's the innocency of that child. There are some prayers that some people feel are testimonies. Yeah. They say, oh, God answered me. It's not you, God answered me. <laughs> There's someone who prayed for you. There's someone who did something. 
Lot and his family were spared in Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction, not because they did anything. Scripture says God remembered Abraham. Mm. Yeah, so you he, he, there are children who are sleeping around and are not feeling in school. Yeah. And they have friends who are sleeping around and are feeling in school. And that one who is sleeping around and is doing all matter, manner of nonsense and is not getting into trouble has one mother in the village who has never come to town but knows how to put her knees on the ground. Every day the Bible says Job will give sacrifices for his children in case they have sinned against God in their hearts until the day God granted Satan permission to wipe out those children. Meaning, without God's permission, Satan had made several attempts to wipe out those children but it did not work, not because of their righteousness. So there are many factors, if we are talking on answered prayers, there are many factors that come into play. Maybe to those other 48 people, it was not yet time. For these two, it was time. Mm. Mm. I know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, so there yeah. are many factors and it is not about the love of God. Mm. Yeah. I, said, I, I feel we are in for serious message today. <laughs> for, so what, okay, before we go for, uh, for people that, there are a lot of people that believe that, ah, this Christianity thing is not by going to church. I can be a Christian and stay at home. Mm. I don't go to church. So, what what what's your view about about that? You being a Christian, saying I am a Christian, I believe, but I don't go to church. Well, Paul, speaking in Scripture, says, "Not forsaking the assembling together of the brethren, as the manner of some are." Fellowshipping with brethren is very important. Yes. They are right in the sense that going to church is not what to take you to heaven. Yes. Your fellowship with God is basic and you don't need church for that. The same God that can speak to you in your room can also speak to you in church. Yes. So what's the importance of going to church if I can hear God in my room? However, if God's instruction is fellowship with brethren, go to church. You are not wiser than God. You are not holier than God. And yes, some people say, ah, the church did this to me, the church did that to me. The fact that there was an accident at Marian last week. In fact, last week, there was an accident at Marian this morning. Cars will still pass there. <laughs> you understand? Yes. So, saying a church did this to me, well, this pastor, this, so I'm not going to church again. All churches are like this. It's, it's unwise. It's not, it's, 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 it's a wrong um, way to think. However, if you are a believer, the gathering and coming together of brethren is crucial in our growth. Very important because God uses men to reach men. And he said in Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you pastors after my heart mm. that will feed you with knowledge. So in other, in other words, everyone has a pastor assigned to yes, him. Yes, yes. Prayerfully, you are led to a place where you will submit yourself for spiritual training and grooming. But in African homes, we are being forced. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My, my family church. It's family church. Uh-uh. Family it is where we grew up from. You, you, uh-huh. And when you say, mommy, uh, I don't like this church, I want to change. They don't burn you away. Now, we must also understand that most parents do that out of love. Yeah. This is the place, this is the church that groomed the me that I am. And with all the nonsenses I see around, I will love you too. So it's done out of love, not necessarily out of wickedness or trying to. So I understand that. There are many uncertainties that many parents will have. In fact, I've seen the parents who came to church just to check out the church. <laughs> and after service, the mama came to me. 
Say, my son said that he likes your preaching. He wants to be coming to this church. I say, man, I can't see you. He can't <laughs> can be this. And after I hear the preaching of today, I say, okay, my heart be okay. I need to collect your number. I go, they call you. And they are now under. I didn't know that the service that day was audition. That, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was after the service, the woman just raised her. I said, ah, we have shared grace. Mama raised her like this. Pastor, excuse me. Uh, as I went to receive my results from the audition, uh, pardon, I said, I like the way you preached today. You know, we say my son. Yeah, so there are those, there are, there are those, there are those sentiments, yes. However, um, I also must admit that many young people make wrong choices for where they would fellowship. Many things drive them to where they end up worshipping. Some love yeah. good music. Yeah. No, you can love music and not love worship. Exactly. So, some, I like the yopi yopi, mm. and a young pastor. I like the way they preach. In fact, there's one that say any church that keyboard is not playing when pastor is preaching, it does not go. <laughs> the things I have heard. In fact, one, he said, I love this church so much. A musician. He plays the guitar. I love this church so much. In fact, they talk, but I'm not growing musically. I say, okay, is the pastor preaching? Well, yes. You're growing in your work with God, yes. But my music is dying. The musicians in that church are not. I was like, by virtue of also being a musician, I could relate to that. But I could see that someone was about to make a choice of a church for the most stupid reason. Sorry to say, because of the kind of of music. Yeah, so the place of fellowshipping cannot be undermined. If you are not growing in your work with God mm-hmm. and the message is not transforming you daily into the image of Christ, mm-hmm. that is the wrong place you are in. Because go around, this is not, this has been a burden in my spirit and I've been silent for a while because there are many things I'm not yet an authority on to mm-hmm. speak on. Mm-hmm. We don't, people don't listen to authors, they listen to authorities. Mm-hmm. Impact is your volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are many things I'm silent on, but truth is that you, you go to a, a ministry, you go to a ministry, I mean, government, yeah, yeah. ministry of this, go, go to their offices, go to, everybody's collecting a bribe, university systems, everybody is, and all the people collecting bribes, all the people indulging in sin, all the people doing all the wrong things, um, promoting evil. Their names are Christiana. Their names are Joseph. Christabel. Their, na- uh, uh, their names are Victor. Their names are Christian. Uh, 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 Christian Gongo. Those are the ones who answer Jesus. They answer Joshua. As as their names are. My point is that all these people, they are believers. And on their table like this, you will see church stickers, church. Meaning all these people go to church. Yeah. Everybody goes to church, but go to the go to the club and the, the the dj in the club his name is miracle <laughs> dj miracle uh, the, the the girl that is twerking in the club her name is blessing <laughs> no the truth is who who is mentoring like and they, they go to church who is who is who is who is mentoring these people the message is the goal of the church is to 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 bring out christ that christ be formed in you mm-hmm. so many people we have a system today where many people are i don't know the kind of messages we preach and teach nowadays and um, like i said i'm trying to be careful so it's not like i'm bashing but i, I talk to young ministers Papa, shake the table <laughs> 
no, that people we cannot address. Young ministers around, I tell them, I say, come, let's know what we are telling people. Let if the goal is to to that Christ be formed in them, because not every message is a motivational speech. Something that yeah. you can hear in the motivation from him. The, the goal is to make you a better businessman. Mm. The goal is to make you... But let's look at this thing critically. I studied law. When I paid school fees, paid for jam, wrote the exams, entered the faculty in year one, I knew that after five years, all things being equal, although strike made it six, mm. I knew that at the end of the day, I will come out a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You entered faculty of medicine. You knew that after six years, seven years, including housemanship and service, yeah. you will come out as a doctor. Yes. When you enter the school of the spirit, what we call the church, after 10 years, after 2 years, after 20 years, after your lifetime, you should come out as Christ. The same way after 5 years in faculty of law, mm. you should come out and we call you a lawyer. Yeah. But how come that people have stayed in church for this long and there is no Christ in them? It's mm. proved that we are not teaching the curriculum of this faculty. Now, you as a student, put yourself in this position. Uh, oh, sorry, see me saying you as a student. <laughs> anybody Anybody who is a student, if you are in a class yeah. and the lecturer tells you, you see this topic I'm teaching you, it will not come out in the exam. But just because it is in the curriculum, I have to teach it. But be rest assured, it will not come out in the exam. And this lecturer making this statement has pedigree. It's not a... Though there are many funny ones that do stuff. Yeah. This one has pedigree. You know that as he has said this thing, it won't happen. Mm. It won't come out. Yeah. When you're preparing for that exam, in all honesty, would you read that topic? No. You won't. You're certain. Not because it wasn't taught. It was taught. Yeah. But you will not read it because you were told it won't come out in the exam. Yes. Now, in this journey of life, when we stand before God to take the exams, mm-hmm. He would not ask how much was in your account. Financial prosperity is an important topic, but it will not come out in the exam. Mm. So I'm not saying it should (laughs) not be taught. It is part of the curriculum. However, we pay more attention to the areas of concentration we have been given. Mm. So when when our churches are filled with 90% of messages that build greed and 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 have motivational and the word of god is encouraging people one ingredient of the word of god we study scripture i think first Thessalonians 5 he said that in the last days men will not endure sound doctrine meaning one ingredient of sound doctrine is that it is to be endured meaning it's not sweet mm. so if we this is why we have thieves as politicians they go to churches they will do thanksgiving after poly, after their elections election, in the yes. church yes this is why we have People in offices taking bribes. Who answer Williams? Who answer Francis? <laughs> After the names of many fathers of faith. Mm. Who when this gospel? Because they were told this week will be a week of favor, a week mm. of prosperity. These are the, the areas of concentration that were left out. And we know from the marketing scheme that Christ will not ask how many jobs did you do? Yeah. How many certificates did you get? Mm. How much money did you have in your GT account? Mm. How much did you leave behind for your children? That is not... When I studied law, they, had, they told us... Uh, um, there was a topic GSS just introduced. Yeah. And you know in Unical, you must, you must pass all your GSS courses. Yes, yes, exactly. If not, you will not... Uh, entrepreneurship. 
we were, it was our set that they started that thing with okay. and our dean told us that lawyers are not entrepreneurs <laughs> so we must pass the course but it will not be added to our cgp mm. so we were now in a fix this course it will not add anything to us but if you fail it you cannot graduate exactly so we now had to try to pass it people had bad the laxity with which we prepared for it a guy was sitting close to a first class he had is he a d or an e in the course and he was very okay this is somebody that if he has a c in the course he's he is not himself <laughs> he had a d or an e and he was like eh, may he pass that is the same way we are to treat everything in the kingdom that is not the core but funny enough today majority of what we hear in churches are things in this line things in this line mm. oh okay listen at it, it it's getting <clears throat> more interesting as time passes <laughs> you literally so um pastor want to know what do you think you know the people who tend to judge themselves first so the people that ah they feel if they lie normal <laughs> if they fight in a normal at the vex i get that guy show but once they fornicate masturbate and the rest of it ah they are far from god they can how 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 do you, how will you be able to explain the love of god to these people that yes god still love you you can see come when they feel of guilt within them because i, I know a lot of people who are like once they start the funny kids the first time like hey they go back to god and cry and say god please i won't do it again and one thing leads to another and they find themselves again turning themselves to um profession like to go that they've graded themselves up to the point they're like say name just this one more time i ask god and constantly they keep indulging in it over and over and over again to the point that all the families i have boyfriend yes we have to blend these two relationship and young people relationship and yes where is it ah the only way my boyfriend like us to connect with me it's uh, intimate, we should have sex, and mm-hmm. uh, so that's when. So, guy, guy, you say, Ah, I cannot be sure of this lady, if she cannot satisfy me in bed. The girl will be like, Ah, how do I know saying this thing big? Whether he will mm-hmm. satisfy me when we marry, so more go try, try. And when they get involved in it, little by little, they begin to draw themselves far from God. So, this jo- I don't know how to how to put this question, but I don't know if you ask that to express. Yes, let's let's see, let's see know the love of God here. Well, first of all, there is therefore no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus, as far as Jesus is concerned. Yeah. Sin is sin, irrespective of whether it is lying or stealing or fornication or murder <laughs> or bitterness. Mm. Sin is sin. And if he forgives, he's the only person that forgives. Sir, wait, wait first. Sorry, so I'm cutting short. You mm. say bitterness. Mm. So, bitterness, like if somebody person does something to pain me, I don't like him. Is that is sin? No, that uh, somebody offending you, being offended is not sin. But okay. bitterness is 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 um, harboring an ill feeling 
for a prolonged period of time towards a person. Mm. It's a, it's it's a causing to unforgiveness. Yes, but bitterness is more is deeper. It's deeper. Yes. Mm. I I think I need to study because. To be honest, there's someone in my mind that <laughs> <laughs> we used to be close uh, as a family, fa- family member. It used to be close, but one thing led to another, and it's like, you know, send me, me too, uh, like this, I know, send now. So, anything they want me to do, so I, no, 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 I'm not talking of severing relationships, okay? No, you have a right to, you must not be friends with everybody, okay? Uh, I, I but bitterness is, is born out of anger, grief, pain, mm. unforgiveness prolonged prolonged as in only Christ forgives and forgets yeah well forgive and forget is an instruction that is not in the Bible it's not in the Bible mm. God won't tell us to do what he has not given us ability to do yeah and so he has never instructed us and you find it nowhere in scriptures forgive and forget no. your brain is not a computer that can delete stuff only he has the ability to forgive and genuinely forget. Scripture says he throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So he deliberately, intentionally decides not to remember your sins anymore. But Mm -hmm. man will Mm -hmm. always remember. So what forgiveness is to man is the ability to overcome the ill feeling that remembrance of the person's actions will bring. So whenever I remember what you did to me, and it no longer has a hold on my emotions or my heart. That is when forgiveness is complete. Mm. So it doesn't mean you have to forget. Mm. However, it doesn't also mean that you must re- maintain relationships with that person. Only Jesus does that. Mm. And no matter how much you offend him, even those who killed him, mm. he's still in love with them. <laughs> but you see somebody that wants to kill you. <laughs> run, <and you're> run. <laughs> run. This is not a matter of love. <laughs> Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Love them. You need to be friends with them. <laughs> so love them from a distance. From a very far distance, my brother. You need to be alive to love them. If you are dead, you can't love anymore. So love them, but so that the love can actually exist. Because if you discover that getting close to this person will always bring back those yeah. just to help your heart so that you can see this person, appreciate the person go your way. Alright, so that is how um, the love of God is. Um, I think more powerful than sin is what I would call discouragement, especially with addictions. And from my years of being a teenage minister, I've mm. seen this thing keep many people at a spot. So somebody, uh, in fact, I remember going to minister somewhere and I was laying hands on people who were struggling with addictions and a young man saw my hand coming, he dodged my hand. <laughs> Coconut head. I, I, like, I, <laughs> I was just laying hands on people and me, so he just dodged my hand. Like, okay, wow, okay. After the service, and the young man was coming, I was like, what's the problem? He said he was gay. And that the challenge was that, not that I didn't want to be prayed for, yes. but that this is not the first time somebody's praying for him. Mm-hmm. But if, even after the prayer, he goes back. I now said, okay. So what kept this person in sin was not sin, it was discouragement. A righteous man is not one who does not fall. Mm. The Bible says a righteous man, even though he falls seven times. Seven is not literal seven. Seven in, in scriptural numerology is number of completion of perfection. Mm. So even if he falls seven times, he will rise again. So what makes you righteous is that you is that there is something that keeps you rising even when you fall. Mm. And the fight to be free is still there. Mm. It's not that you don't fall or you cannot fall. So that's the, the, the side of it. To overcome sin, you must intentionally keep up the fight 
against flesh. Even when the you urge, see? the urge even is when there it to comes, come. even when you fail, mm. there is a conviction in your spirit. Conviction and condemnation are two different things. When you sin, the Holy Spirit convicts you. Yeah. But that conviction is an ill feeling that draws you closer to Him, making you recognize your helplessness to overcome that thing. Mm. It doesn't scare you from Him. While condemnation is the ill feeling also that pushes you away. Um, I've told this guy sorry too many times. I'm sure he's even tired of hearing me say I'm sorry. Mm. And so he now begin to drift. No, he didn't come to condemn. He came to convict the world of sin. Uh, you, you, you know that there are um, some cases. Let, let's use instant like uh, when someone says, when someone says, I, I carry belly by mistake. Mm. <laughs> I laugh about it. Like nobody forced you when you remove mm. clothes. Nobody forced you. So except that, maybe you were raped. Except that no, uh, we're not talking about that. that one's different. Uh, that's case. a different uh, one. But uh, but you know, I can't believe a mistake. So like I mean, I was like, okay, so you just walk out for road. Believe just from off. Those <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think when you know that yes, there's a process to it. You probably visit the person at a particular place. Mm. You lie down. You take clothes off, light clothes, do a hair, all this process. And you know, this you went through all this process deliberately. Mm. Mm. You know, say you if you, you, you mind you feel like this will not be temptation. Let me mm. carry my leg mm. go. Mm. So you just feel that ah, because I've done this, but it cannot. Mm. God cannot forgive me. So. Nah, God forgives. Now the thing about sin is. Uh, as it relates to God, yeah, then you don't have a problem in God's sight. God always forgives, always. But sin has a bigger disadvantage to the person falling than it does to the person's relationship with God. Sin doesn't make God see you differently. Mm. But what sin will do to you? What it will do to the person indulging in it? Mm-hmm. Is the more reason why you should be afraid. Is the more reason, for example, fornication. You tell God, I'm sorry, truly, He forgives you, but you get pregnant in the cause. Mm. You will carry the consequences. As if, does He love you the same way He loved you when you never had this? Yes. But you carry the consequences. Like, you, you contact the disease, you will carry it. But look, look at it, look at the side. Mm. You fornicate. Not you. married man. You fornicate. Yeah. Okay, they fornicate. Any year, any year. When someone fornicates, yeah. goes to God yeah. and say, God, cry and everything and God, yeah. feel that God has forgiven me. Mm. And tomorrow you realize that, ah, God don't forgive me, but don't carry belly. Now my mom, my mom will kill me. Mm. And you go behind mm-hmm. again, a bot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, you should say, Mm. After I don't cry, finish. I see they go meet God. Mm. So I think the the mindset people have, people get them to judge themselves from a distance, thinking mm. that our oh, God is man. Mm. Make, make make them feel that ah, because of this, I've mm. done it, I've come over, I can over and over and over and again. God cannot forgive me. Or God is tired of me. If people understand the extent of God's mercy, that is the reason why we take his love for granted. Mm. Mm. God's love is not like a man. We compare God's love to him. Imagine that that was a man who did that thing too. How will he take it? How much more God? My dear, God's love is not... No, greater love had no man than this that a man should lay down his life. No mm. man can love the way he does. Mm. All God's mercy is, he looks at you like you have never... It's you that knows that you have fornicated 18 times. It's you that, that counted it. 
He keeps no record. If you have this understanding, you would, scripture says, come boldly to the throne of mercy to obtain grace. Come boldly to obtain mercy. As in, you want to come and ask for mercy. Mm-hmm. He said, come boldly. <laughs> you didn't hear it. <laughs> you didn't get it. He like me, I offended and I said, sorry now. <laughs> now you will feel how you yes, yes. He says, come boldly to obtain mercy. Mm. This is the God we serve. This is why we many people continue in sin because his grace abounds. Mm. However, the other the disadvantage is that you're not seeing what you're doing to yourself. You're keeping your life on a pause. Mm-hmm. Father, I'm sorry that I failed this exam. I forgive you. Mm. You repeat that class. Fail again. Father, I'm sorry for failing. I forgive you. Mm. You repeat that class. So when should I be in SS3? You're still in JS1. Mm. I, I, not, <laughs> the, the forgiveness is intact. Yes. But you see that class. You repeat. You remain there. The consequences. You face the consequences. You face the consequences. It has nothing to do with you. The consequence comes with guilt. Definitely. So the, 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 it's the, the guilt is you to yourself now. It's not about you and God. Okay. It's you and yourself now. You now <laughs> you you pity yourself. But as for him, he doesn't have what. He doesn't even remember. He looks at you and he doesn't remember that you are you, you fornicated. Mm. You genuinely ask for mercy. He doesn't look at you like you even made any mistake. He doesn't. It's you that sees the scar every day and you remember. This is why sin is deadly. Sin is deadly. It does not affect God's love. Mm. God's love is fixed. Mm. God's love doesn't change. God's love is everlasting. You don't earn it. There's nothing you do that will make God love you more. There's nothing you do that will make him love you less. Mm. His love is at its peak. It does not grow with time. And do, do, you, do you think it's because of the... Um, how do I call it? How do I call it? The knowledge that people know that God will always forgive that make them Definitely. always get evil. Definitely. Of course. Aside God, a lady knowing that this man is head over heels in love with her, you mm-hmm. will take things for granted and last last you will forgive. Mm-hmm. It's that same approach we take to God most times. Forgetting that there are many things involved. Are you aware that there's something that is more powerful in a relationship than love? It is called trust. Mm. Mm. Trust. <laughs> we are not married. Don't know what no, it's, 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 not even, it's not even. It's not even marriage. Self. It's not even about marriage. Let me use marriage as an example. Okay. <laughs> you are you're married to somebody, but you sleep with someone who you're not married to. Mm. What died when your spouse gets to find out? What dies is not love for you. Is it trust? What dies is trust. Mm. And truth is that as trust dies, the person still loves you. The person still wants to forgive you. The person still wants to be with you. In fact, the person you slept with outside the home, Mm -hmm. you don't even love that person. Mm. It was just a... But what, what died is trust. So, the things with our relationship with God is, when we sin, it is not his love for us that is affected. It is, trust. it is his trust in us. 
Many blessings are tied to our trust in God. But mega blessings are tied to God's trust in us. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So things God will do in your life. Basic things because you trust him. Yeah. But weighty matters that are at the heart of God. God will not look for people that trust him to give them to. Mm. God will look for people that he trusts. Mm. So it's not about your trust in him now. It's about his trust in you. Mm. So the more you keep struggling with sin, it does not affect his love for you. Mm. All it affects is his trust in you. So yes, knowing that ah, you are still struggling with fornication and uh, sleeping around and the destiny that he has for you, where he's taking you to would involve that many people would rally around you, mm. some of which would be the opposite sex, mm-hmm. who he wants to reach. Mm-hmm. So in his infinite wisdom, is not hatred for you, mm. but he withholds some influence from you mm. for his own bigger picture, for his own plan to come to pass. If I take this person, this is why we have many people that rise without process. Mm. They are not processed by God. And when they now are embarrassed or a weakness catches up with them or sin embarrasses them in the public, mm. it's not that God wasn't warning them. And that's that's why Satan keeps bringing in sin. God forgives you, but truth is that what you have shaken is his trust. I still love you, but I don't trust you. God trusts men. This is this is why we strive to live holy. It is not about hell. No. There are many things we want to earn in God. There are many heights we want to reach. There are, there are, there are many things we want God to entrust to us. Mm. And God doesn't give mega things to who he doesn't trust. As far as the kingdom is concerned. So there's a whole lot. When we have this understanding, we will not toy with sin. We won't toy with sin. You know, you have this is where you're going. This is what you are going to achieve. Yeah. And you mortgage it on the bed of fornication. Mm. God forgives. Yeah. But you see that thing. You know, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows that you're going to get involved in this thing. And he also knows our genuine hearts. Mm-hmm. You know when we say, I'm sorry. And he, like you said, he knows the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He knows at one point, if you come to me and say, ah, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. He knows that at the point, you might do it or you might not do it again. So, does it mean that him knowing the end, how it's going to end, we still reduce that trust? Now, when we say the end... There is only one end in life that is fixed, and that end is God. If you are to analyze the matter of what we call destiny, we feel that, okay, God wants me to end here. The only end in life that is fixed is God. is the beginning and the end. Mm. Every other end has a twin. Mm. Mm. Every other end in life has a twin. Mm. So... This man's life ended this way because he did this. There was another end. Yeah. Which decisions that he took, if he took otherwise, may have taken him to the other end. Mm. So when we say God knows the end from the beginning, God knows all the possible ends 
but he gave you the power of choice. Mm. Giving you the power of choice means he shuts down his knowledge of what you take and decides to trust your judgment. Even making himself the almighty yeah. an option. Mm. As in God makes himself an option. So when people say, my destiny is to be a lawyer, you are a choice away from that. Mm. And that choice, he doesn't influence, he can give you signs, give you signals, he can, he can, he can give you promptings, give you leadings, but at the end of the day, you make that choice. So when people say, if not, the day God created you, God knows that this person will end up in hell. If we are taking the only <laughs> science of God, yes. like that, mm-hmm. then that means we should know that, okay, ah, this man that God is creating, didn't God know that he will end up in hell? So if God knew that he will end up going to hell at the end of the day, why did God not create him? Mm. Do you understand that? Yes, so yes. there are many things about this issue of uh, predestination and all of that. Okay, so, okay, at this point, my body is still doing me gym gym because <laughs> the truth, the truth, I know I, I, I wasn't really prepared for mentally. Some truth I'm listening to now and I'm not prepared for. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was expecting. I came with a different head knowledge when I'm getting this. So I shift your head this side. So, but I think what I'm going to round up with this. I'm going to round up with this. How, how do one identify fake pastors in church? Now, you say one like you made mention earlier that everyone um, is assigned. You made the scripture that um, pastor is assigned. Yes. Now, and everybody. <sighs> How am I going to put this? I don't want to call him. <laughs> okay, let's let let's call him. Let's call him. Let's call him. So let's say you've listened to the message of um, let's use our father, Pastor Adibuye. And they said, ah, Pastor Deboye, this is my pastor. Everybody, this is my pastor. And one thing, one thing, one thing. And probably when people, like, is it, like I think you, you said it earlier, when you're not comfortable with the truth, you begin to pour out, say, ah, this one may be the correct pastor and the rest of it. But sometimes people, pastors who have guilty of these things, are, who are easily called, are people who mostly get to do prophecy. Mm. When you prophesy mm. and say, my friend was telling me that ah, his mother took uh, the brother to church one time and they were praying and praying and praying and praying. And they now called the boy out and I told the boy, the mother has been a strong member in the church. Mm. But the parents don't know her children because the children get to go to different church. Mm. When the boy came out like, ah, the person holding your destiny was making so in life is your mother. You, you, you need to... The boy was seriously laughing. You don't know that. So at this point, Kai. Kai. at this point, you know when you the woman you've always known, ah let's let's just say ah sister Mary you're in church welcome God bless you don't know her children mm. and finally you've seen her son and you're now saying ah this sister mother. Mary is your mother. So how do one get to identify because because ah. We have a whole lot. Mm. Now, I was still going to merge this question with what you said earlier. The knowledge of um, the love of Christ in us all, um, and Him, Christ, always available to forgive us of our mm. sin. So you see some pastors who go behind. Mm. Funny kids, remember, require director to do all things with secretary mm. and come back and stand in pulpit and preach. 
some of them will do all sort of things on the name of God said accuse our God <laughs> and deceive people to enrich themselves or to do things to their own advantage mm. how do one get how do you say is there a um, um, simple way to just identify this set of people well um, first of all prophesying or preaching the supernatural is not what makes a man of God fake or not what makes a man of God genuine and authentic is if he does what he is called to do every minister is called to do that is to feed you with knowledge that builds up Christ in you okay so um, one quality of a genuine man of God basic is that he can teach the word in its simplicity and truth and spirit um, it's not basically by demonstration of the power of God, mm-hmm. but in the delivery of the truth of God's word. First Timothy 2.24 says, But the servant of God must not strive, but must be gentle to all men, mm-hmm. apt to teach. If you read Ephesians 4, 11, talking on what we call the fivefold ministry, and he gave some apostles, mm-hmm. and some prophets, take note of the some, mm-hmm. and some evangelists, mm-hmm. and some pastors, and teachers you discover that there is no song for teachers so whether you're an apostle prophet pastor evangelist there is one that is basic you must be able to teach the world so you have to see somebody operating miracles prophecy and all of that there's nothing wrong with it wait to hear the person teach satan can fake miracles Mm-hmm. Satan mm-hmm. can fake prophecies. Mm-hmm. He can do all of that, but there is one thing he cannot do, and that is because that is not who he is. He can't teach the world. Jesus is the way. He is not the only way. Mm. He is the only way that is both the truth and the life. But there are many other ways. In fact, scripture says there is a way that seemed right unto a man. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there are many ways, but he is the way who is also the truth and the life. So Satan has his ways of making miracles happen. I've seen people still manage miracles. All those things happen in churches, yes. But the genuine man of God basically will be by his word delivery. Am I saying that if a pastor preaches well, he's genuine? That's not what I'm saying. Because there are many that when you hear them preach, you are so blessed, but still, they do many things. Now, a man is fake, not because of his lifestyle. A man is fake if he doesn't teach you the word. A man is genuine as per ministry in teaching the word, but he has his own, he's still a human being. Men of God are not spirit-based. Yes, we expect a lot from them. Yeah. I'm not creating excuses. But truth is that pastors are human beings. They yeah. can make mistakes. They yeah. can falter. So you yeah. not say, because this man is doing like this, he's fake. That's not what makes him fake. Mm-hmm. The anointing, ah, Elisha, mighty man of God, did double of Elijah's miracles. Mm-hmm. In fact, his bones raised the dead. 
but we study your Bible, we discover that Elisha died of sickness. Sickness is what killed a miracle worker. You will say, come, why couldn't he use it on himself? Jesus on the cross, oh yeah, save yourself. He was meant to save the world, but couldn't, in quote, save himself. My point is the fact that a man of God carries an anointing. The anointing is not meant for you. Mm. It can work for you mm-hmm. if you obey the same principles you're communicating to others. Mm-hmm. It can work for you. But it does not mean that simply because you are the carrier of it. Mm. If you light a candle and point a torchlight at it, the reflection you would see on the wall yeah. would be of the candle. But yeah. fire has no reflection. Mm. It gives out light. If you stand behind a fan, you may hardly feel air mm. as compared to when you stand in, in front, front of, of it. it. Yeah. Meaning in this ministry, a pastor may not be may not be a beneficiary of what he is teaching if he doesn't practice it. So what makes him fake? That fakeness we are talking in the light of his delivery, what he does. Mm. So is he a fake minister? No. But is he a minister that has issues he should work on? That has things he should deal with? Very possible. So that it's there are people who, um, there are many people who you say, mm. even with their fornication and vaccine lifestyle, are still ministers that are there to bless people's life. Yes, and they will bless people perfectly well. Ah, because it is not them, it is God walking through them. So that, that that's that's a confusing mm. thing that ah these people who have misbehave a lot in the background they are they are somehow somehow destroying people's destiny mm. and this, but tomorrow it is come. because see the reason why people talk like this is because they only see a man of god who has fallen into fornication mm. and adultery yeah the ones they can see yeah forgetting that there is still the scene of bitterness mm. unforgiveness mm. we don't those ones you don't see them but ah, fornication is not a man of god <laughs> you understand so our emphasis on this thing yeah is what makes us see these people different every man of god is a man mm. you understand me so a man of god is not fake because of the sin that he keeps falling into no a man of god becomes fake when he doesn't do what the ministry is meant for that is to communicate truth mm. and the body of christ yes a man of god should be an example first mm. timothy 4 and verse 12 we should be examples yeah true but to help, paul was speaking to timothy he was not telling the church he was telling timothy that be an example that he was talking to pastor mm-hmm. timothy was the bishop of the church i think ephesus or tight ephesus i think be an example but to the church your example is Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. If I'm not following Christ, I should not be followed. Where many preachers present themselves as the examples to be followed, what we do is not that it's wrong, but what we do is that we now put pressure on ourselves to strive to be perfect. Mm. Mm. You understand? Yeah. And so many people, many believers today, we, 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 we look up to men and our faith is hinged on men. But truth be told, in, in all honesty, in as much as we honor men of God and graces and look up to them, yeah, we should look up more to Christ. Mm. So that it is very possible for a vessel 
to communicate truth even when he is not practicing it. Mm. It is very possible. Yeah, yeah. And the way God is, God can use a man even when he's not with the man. He has used handkerchief. He has used donkey to prophesy before. <laughs> he can use anything. So the man's lifestyle may not be. The man's lifestyle does more to the man than to the work. When you you say God has used so many things, because I think that was last during um, the end of last year, mm-hmm. 2021, we, we we saw a video circulating online of prophets. Yes, I use the word prophet mm-hmm. in church, batting women. I come to the altar, yeah, remove your clothes, cover to your come, but in front of church, they are, you are naked. And I've seen all those nonsenses. Uh, there is always a bad egg everywhere. There is always one, always one. I totally condemn, <laughs> condemn such practices. They are devilish on biblical. Many, many extreme things. Yes. However, um, if God has used handkerchiefs before, He has used mediums to flow through and pass His anointing through. It's not out of place but there are some extremes some people go to and you just know that this cannot be God this cannot be God this is why um, so when you let's say we can be God let's use church a pastor said brethren come with Cain tomorrow we are <laughs> going to flood the, your enemies you are going to flood the devil and people are with Cain yeah, pia, 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 pia. <laughs> until he won't touch you <laughs> I really shall, ah, that's it that's it that's it that's it. No, there are some extremes people get into. Yes. There are some extremes people get into. And know that that's not it. That's why I said a genuine man of God, it is word-based. Such practices are not biblical. They are not word-based. So if he's flogging, no problem. Then he finished flogging. Oh yeah. Let him. When he says come to church with Cain, and all he says is God told me we should come to church with Cain. The Berean church in scripture, they were researchers. Okay, what 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 scriptural backup gave birth to this? Like, okay, what's the Bible saying? Nothing is superior to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Not even an encounter, not a dream, not mm-hmm. an experience, not a prophecy. God spoke from heaven. This is my beloved son. Numa you are well pleased. The tempter came to him. If you are the son of God. Jesus didn't say, didn't you hear what God said? He did not respond by encounter. Mm. He responded by it is written. It was God who spoke. Mm. But he didn't say, God told me I am his son. Satan, get out. Mm. He responded by it is written. Mm -hmm. Not God said it. He did not hear. (laughs) I had a dream. Every of these things, dreams, prophecies, visions, all this stuff are on the basis of the world. So, to answer the question, a man of God is fake if he is not teaching the truth mm. of God's word. He may or may not be a practitioner of it, but that does not influence the truth mm. of God's word. However, if he truly is a communicator of truth, mm-hmm. And the goal of his communication of truth is that it bears fruit in your life. Mm. It will start with him. And as such, he that is passing that truth to you 
is expected by scripture to be an example. Mm. So I am not saying, for as far as he's preaching the truth, uh, even if he's not practicing it, he's a man of God. I'm not saying that. Mm. It would reflect in his life. It would show in his life. And as such, no, no, no. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, of the things Jesus began both to do and to teach. Mm. To do first and to teach. So in fact, the, the person that should practice more what is being taught is the mm. person teaching. Mm. However, to every other person, a man of God is not fake because he prophesies mm. or he does things that look strange. Mm-hmm. No. No. Mm-hmm. If after all the things he does that look strange to you, he doesn't teach or communicate the truth of God's word. So today, everybody's falling down the anointing. Tomorrow, anointing oil service. Next tomorrow, bottle water. Next week, Koboko night. Papa week, gone. And then all the manner of spiritual, in quote, spiritual gymnastics. Okay, sir. Bible study. Because what will make you grow in God? Because I commend it to God and to the word, 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 the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance, is the word. Ah, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, ah, uh, it feels like <laughs> it feels like we should go on and on and on and on. But yeah, so uh, <clears throat> you do counseling, right? You do counseling. Let's let let's do. So people yes. pe- people can reach out to you for counseling how how, how how can they connect with you to uh, know more of this word you have preach <laughs> <laughs> anyone that wants to reach me should reach me on my social media handles instagram and facebook don't reach out to me caleb breaks caleb breaks facebook instagram yes and you get through to me oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay <laughs> reach out to you caleb breaks on facebook caleb breaks on instagram Calibrate, you can connect with him there, and if possible, yes, you can meet up with him. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it, 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 it was an awesome time. It was so my, my brain, my brain is filled. <laughs> I feel I feel like opening a church, <laughs> open church, and start small, small. You know, if okay, this recording it's like it's an hour, uh, hour long. So, well, first Sunday, we'll just I won't want to bore my members, so I start with the first 10 minutes. If I've kept them for six months, like, your first service will be Koboko. And no, 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 no. You, you said teaching. So we'll start with the teaching. We we'll do each Sunday 10, 10 minutes, 10, 10 minutes. Next when when they do 10, 10 minutes at the end of it, you know, like, when we've, when we've exhausted the first six, the one hour uh, recording, we'll come back. We'll <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. It was so nice. It was nice having you. I think. Probably we'll, we'll still get the great time to have more deeper knowledge, revelation, rema. Ah, wherever you are, if you've listened to this and you don't fall under anointing or you don't cry to God, I will locate you. <laughs> it is Uziba TV, it's an honor being here. Uh, great vision, shaking tables, shaking tables. Everybody, please ensure that you follow this. Um, follow Rex, follow Kuziba TV. Follow everything is doing. It's a great one here. Yeah. Thank nice you very much. Here. Thank you very much, sir. And peace out. Watch out for the next episode, sir. Thank you.